Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. I don't think I'll make that the title, though. (laughs) Uh, Right. Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR professionals who want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. All righty. Well, I know the last two times we've said this is going to be a shorty, and it wasn't a shorty. I really, really, really do think this one will be a shorty. You know what else September 19th is? No. It's talk like a pirate day, matey. Oh, I, I feel like that's every day for us. <laughs> yeah, every day we're we're pirates, so whatever we say, yeah. we're talking like pirates. But anyways, I, I saw too many memes on that today. So <laughs> That's the joys of having a PTO day today. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cell phone is such an awful tool in, fa- in the fact that, like, I have a meeting at 2 o'clock. I'm, I've sort of wrapped something up at one forty-five. Now I'd grab my phone and I'd look at the internet and I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. I have a, a couple of news stories and then I have a couple of new turns on old stories that I wanted to hit up again. Well, and well, uh, well, given that I, given that I tried to fall off a mountain yesterday hiking. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, the expanses of feathers, always trying to push myself to the limit and not realize they're forgetting my age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we were talking and just the day before my wife and son were not doing the exact trail you did, but we're there and had a good time, and my son wants me to go on that that trail you you fell off. Try to fall off. I try to fall <laughs> off of. Or is he going to push me? Uh, maybe that's. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Dad, look at the edge of this cliff. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Before we get started, as always, want to thank our Patreon supporter Hallie, our original Jaded HR rock star. You too can support us on Patreon. I mentioned something about Spotify reviews. Then I go on Spotify and see we have more reviews there than on Apple. But uh, And we've got like a 4.8 rating, but they don't allow you to leave comments. So thank you for all the Spotify reviews. I did look internationally. I didn't see any new international reviews. So get those out there. We really appreciate them. And remember, I'll read them. Uh, good or bad, I'll read them. So just... Let us know. Thank you for the reviews. Can support us online through Buy Us a Beer or Patreon. Check them out. The links are in our show notes. So before I get, well, actually, I'll just dive in. So how many times have you wanted to tell a an employee to just basically eat a dick and get the hell out? How many times? And this, you can quantify it by as in per day, per week, per month. <laughs> uh, if we're uh, going to quantify it in that capacity, let's see. How old am I? How many time, How many days have I been working throughout <laughs> my life? Well, let's put the over-under like around uh, 12,000 probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I worked, in re- I worked retail just like you. So that's, on the, uh, that's outside of HR. I worked retail outside of HR, and I wanted to tell people to eat a fucking dick four or five times a day. Yeah. 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 Well, a Portland property maintenance management company manager finally did exactly that. But not only did she do that, wait till you hear the story. This comes to us from KATU in Portland, Oregon. 
dated 9-11. This actually happened in May, uh, 9-11, 2023. This happened in May of 2022. The Portland property manager, HR manager, finally did it. She told a janitorial operation managers at the company, well, she sent him a large cake. It was shaped like a penis and a scrotum with the message, <laughs> eat a dick on the inside cover. And it was sent by a supervisory employee. But she stupidly, more mistakenly, or whatever you want to say, left her own name on the return address of the offensive package. And at first she was admitting or uh, denying, excuse me, she was denying that she was the one that sent it, but her name's right here on the return address. So she later admitted to it. But uh, earlier she called this person a huge dick in front of uh, management just before this incident. But uh, the, the employee, it was sent to his home. He opened it in front of his wife and children. <laughs> and, and he is now suing his company. We say all the things you want to say, but we say them out loud on a podcast. You don't, you, this is the safe place we talk about on the, in the intro. <laughs> the, the, welcome to our little safe zone. You can say that here, but you don't say it in real life. And you certainly don't email them a dick cake <laughs> to their house with your return address on it. Especially right after you just told them they were a huge dick in a management meeting just, uh, just before the incident. So. Uh, I just want to like think about what's going through that person's head. They're like a little snively, like in the corner going, yes, this is the greatest comeback. This is the greatest thing ever. And then, oh, fuck, I got caught. <laughs> exactly. But the, the company, upper management, said the, uh, they would receive an apology and all this other stuff he never did. And so, yeah, he, he is suing them. And I got a feeling he's going to make He's going to win this one. I don't see. <laughs> I kind of want to be the attorney on that case. I'm sorry. What? Told you, Dick. <laughs> and we got proof. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I got the proof. I got a return address. Probably got a credit card authorization number or uh, yeah. receipt on yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That, We're good. That We're is... good. I got this one. I got this one. <laughs> that's Please like the one time I want. That's like the one time I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> when it's easy. When you everything's right. lined up perfectly. Right. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I'm going to, I have some things to, to talk about that are updates to things we've covered. Even one of them was season one we covered, but back in May of this that was year, B, that was, that was BF before feathers PF, <laughs> but uh, the, the one that was B, whatever the AF, <laughs> whatever DF we want to say during feathers or DF. Yeah. I don't think that's any better, but no. anyways, <laughs> What is our favorite restaurant on Jaded HR? There's so many, but I'm going to go with that Chipotle place. Yes. <laughs> we've never mentioned any employer more than we've mentioned Chipotle. So back in May, we talked about New Jersey restaurants being fined. Just Actually, the number was $7.75 million. They were fined for child labor law abuse. Well, the Washington, D.C. district attorney said, hey, let me look and see what's going on in Washington, D.C. And they found all sorts of labor violations. And I should say this comes uh, to us from H.R. Dive, an article by Julie Littman on September 6th of this year. But uh, the Washington, D.C. Uh, attorney general decided they would look into the 20 Washington, D.C. Chipotle restaurants 
and they found uh, a, a host of what void uh, child labor violations, including children working past 10 p.m., working more than eight hours in a day, working over 48 hours in a week, and working more than six days straight. So Chipotle decided that they were, they liked doing this. And actually, they wrote, the quote is, Chipotle believes that hiring employees as young as 16 provides young workers with a good career experience and opportunities to grow within the workplace, says Lori Shallow, Chipotle's chief corporate affairs officer, wrote. Here's my thing. They just got fined by New Jersey. They just got fined in D.C. Or they settled in D.C. And I don't, I didn't write down the amount of what they settled for. But I didn't know this until reading the article that Chipotle is not a franchise operation where you have one whacked out franchise owner who's doing stupid shit that, and bringing down the company names. No, all the restaurants are corporate owned. So this is like you can't have that plausible den- deniability. Oh, we train our managers at, uh, at our franchises. No, this these are corporate. All Chipotle stores are corporately owned. So if it's happening in these two districts, I can only imagine that there's going to be a just a full buttload of attorney generals now looking into this, and they're going to be settling or being fined out the yin-yang as they, as they continue to look at it. But wow, did, I, I, learn your lesson the to, first time. It's hard for me to fathom that that large of an operation, especially in a restaurant, is actually all corporate owned. Right, like other similar restaurants like Applebee's and, and things like that, they're, they're franchises. Uh, but they're all corporately owned stores, uh, according to the article on HR Drive. Dive, excuse me. So anyways, hmm. thought that was interesting. But let's, that was an article, a, a callback to an article we talked about in May. Well, John Hyman wrote on LinkedIn on September 13th, just uh, last week, about episode, or I don't know the episode number, but season one, Patrick and I talked about the Tyson's managers who were placing bets on who was going to get COVID and things like that. Well, and all those managers rightfully got fired. Well, I'll read some of what John wrote. If you fire a group of managers caught on uh, caught betting on which of their employees would get sick with COVID, you probably don't want to pay them a year-end bonus. But that doesn't mean that they won't try via lawsuit, and that's what a pri- precisely what happened at Tyson's Foods in late 2020. Tyson's Foods fired seven managers caught running such a betting pool. At the time, more than a thousand Tyson employees had fallen ill, and six had died. Not content with leaving well enough alone, five of the seven sued Tyson's Foods, claiming the company owed them a bonus payment pursuant to the company's annual incentive plan. And that lawsuit went absolutely nowhere. So, on and John mentioned this, I didn't write it in the article, but judges and juries are humans too. If you're just being a complete douchebag, they're not going to have any sympathy, even if you're in a gray area of, of the law. They're not, you're betting on people potentially dying. What's, what's the under over of <laughs> born dying this week? I don't know. It's just it's just crazy. So, yeah. But a side topic, not on my list. John Hyman did put out today, September nineteenth is today. The a new 
new entry into his worst employer list, which I, I'll probably Ooh. talk about. But anyways, so this article comes to us from lifehacker.com. And I, I like this article. And it's written by Elizabeth Yuko on 915th and lifehacker.com. She talks about the survey by Preply Survey Company, suggesting that people hate receiving unnecessarily unnecessary reminders more than any kind of message. So they listed 10 of the most passive-aggressive phrases someone can use in a work email. So here's the 10. Number 10, <laughs> please advise. I don't, I don't see a problem with that. I don't even consider that passive-aggressive. I mean... You ask me to do something, I've replied, hey, please advise, how do you want me to proceed on this? Or I, I need more information. So I, I don't I, I don't consider that passive aggressive. So that's pretty lame. Good thing it's number 10. Going to number nine, just to clarify. it. Now that one I can see being passive aggressive, but just to clarify, do your fucking job. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can be passive aggressive. Number eight. Thanks in advance. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that one as passive aggressive. You're asking someone to do something. Oh, I appreciate. It. Thanks in advance. I don't. I don't see that as a as a problem really. But according to this Preply survey, that is one of them. This one is passive aggressive. I might be mistaken, but that one came in at number seven. Might be mistaken, but didn't last week you tell me to do the exact opposite of what you're telling me to do right now? Yeah. Number six, I thought I'd bring this to your attention. It's like, here, I, hold on. I'm going to tattletale real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd bring this to your attention. Anyways, number five, going forward. Like, okay, you effed it up, but going forward, <laughs> you're going to do it right. <laughs> going forward. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty passive aggressive. Yeah. Here, here's another one. Number four. Just a gentle reminder. <laughs> There's nothing gentle about that one. Yeah. Just a gentle reminder. Turn your timesheets in on time if you expect to get paid uh, on time. Number three, as, uh, as previously mentioned, uh, that's, that, that's, that's a response to a stupid question that's been answered, answered three or four or five times already. As previously mentioned... Pay attention. Number two, correct me if I'm wrong. So that, that's almost <laughs> the exact same thing as I might be mistaken, but correct me if I'm wrong. It's like, I'm not wrong. So I'm just going to put this out there. I know I'm right. So, and the number one is one of my favorites and I have used it. I do use it. And yes, when I do use it, it's intended to be passive. It's not just when it's coming from me, it's just aggressive. There's no passivity in this. Number one. Per my last email. <laughs> per the email you didn't read, you dumb fuck. Uh, <laughs> it, it blows my mind. We're, we launched our, our reviews, and people are already asking dumb questions. I, I, before I launched the reviews, I sent out an email with an attachment, an FAQ, and I did all this other great stuff. I'm like, I want to make this foolproof. Actually, I use a per particular person's name. I'm going to make this John Doe proof, because if there's something that it, uh, they can, can be messed up, they will mess it up. And 
yeah, I'm already getting stupid questions. Yeah, that's FAQ number five on my list. <laughs> but per my last email. So as I said, this was going to be a shorty and we're, we're holding to that this week. Anything that, that you, you want to throw in there before we, before we kill this episode? Mm, if you're going to send somebody like an eat a dick type of thing, like cover your base is better. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I, I yeah, absolutely. Use use a prepaid credit card or gift card and not your own <laughs> I mean, name. Bur- like there's I burner phones. I thought this out, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if burner phones were things, you can't have like a burner account. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but that's your best practice. Think a little harder before you send an eat a dick <laughs> cake to one of a, your employees. Think harder. <laughs> but Damn it, if we all haven't wanted to do that at some point. So uh, halfway, uh, I want yeah. to applaud them, give them the little golf clap. Right. Good yep. Good job, but failed in execution. Great idea, failed in execution. Sounds like the story of my life. <laughs> there, in the 90s, there used to be uh, a website called Just a Hint. Well, there are two such sites. I don't. Re- I remember Just a Hint specifically. And like if you, someone had body odor, you could put their name and their email address into this, and it would send them an anonymous email saying, just a hint, you have very bad body odor. Or just a hint, nobody cares to forward all your – people are getting really sick of your please forward this to 10 people emails. Back in the 90s, I remember that. And they, they actually went out of business because they were seen as a threat. Then there was another place, and I think they might still be in business. Like it, they would hermetically sealed dog shit, and you could buy between Chihuahua-sized dog shit and like Great Dane-sized dog shit, and they would hermetically seal so and send it to the person of your choice. So, yeah, that, I would love to package my dog's mess and make some money off of that. So anyways... Anyhow, that's all I've got for today. <laughs> the intro is Andrew Culpa. Excuse me. The voice artist doing the intro mm-hmm. is Andrew Culpa. And the intro and outro music is Devil the Double by the Underscore Orchestra. As always, I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. And we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time.